This is a fucking video. Hey, Justin Timberlake, you were black for this song. I'm telling you. I might have let you say nigger on it, I can't lie. Even the breakdown is... Uh, maybe I went no, I like, I like him when he's black. Yes. I, li I like Justin. I like both Justins when they're black. Yeah. Bieber. Yeah, Bieber yeah both Justins when they're black. Bieber is black. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. He's no, Justin he's happier when he's black. He's happier when he's black. <laughs> yeah, he just looks miserable when he's not. I'll be honest with you. When he's doing that he, pop stuff. Yeah, when he's doing the pop stuff, it's like he, 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 it's like he latches into this thing that they want him to be as his default. Do you get what I'm saying? 100%. He's a kid, you know what I mean? Same with Timberlake, really, obviously, kid, whatnot, grew up in the limelight a little bit, what, whatever. But you know what? They're happy when they're black. They're ha Have you seen, <laughs> just, no, honestly, Justin Bieber, we need to, there needs to be a study on this guy. Yeah. I've never seen a more motionless person when they're performing than Justin Bieber. He looks genuinely disappointed with everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He looks pissed off, bro. He oh, don't right. look happy at all. At, at all. What's that song that um, I think DJ Khaled and Drake got? Was it Pop Star or Pop yeah, yeah. Star or Pop something? That was that when he was in the video. And he's playing the role of yeah. Drake, I guess, in the video yeah. or just Justin Bieber just saying his bars. Bro, he, don't tell me he's trying to concentrate and making sure the lyrics ain't like, you ain't yeah. getting it wrong. He looks miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but then I've seen him doing other, uh, uh, Confident with um, Chance the Rapper. He okay. looks happy. He looks happy. Black music. So wait, so you're saying that in that part, he wasn't black? Nah, because it's like... When he was doing the DJ Khaled thing? Nah, man. He weren't black then? Nah, that's... that's oh, like, he was forcing his whiteness. That's more caramel. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's more like mixed race, but I grew up with a white mum. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> In Essex. To Essex, see, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you that. might never be able to say nigger. You might just say nig. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So He grew up in Grey's End. Grey's End, do you know what I'm coming from? <laughs> He eats pork. He's <laughs> what is this? I hear it still. But Justin Timberlake, hundred percent. When he links up with Timberland and they do something a little bit more ethnocentric, I feel yeah. like he's a happier man in the pose. Apart from NSYNC and Pharrell, huh? And for when he's with Pharrell. when he's Pharrell as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happier, but apart from that, yeah, he seems that they're in their bag. They're musically in their bag. Then, like that project, there was a good one still, and and the one before that. I don't know what happened after that, but um. But he's multifaceted, isn't it? He can just do bare things and he can just be wherever he wants to be when when he wants to be. He does seem a lot more happier than Bieber, though, as a whole. Timberlake? Yeah. One million percent. One million percent. But when he started wearing all of those, what's them jackets them, them girls wear when they want to start doing PR? Them long sort of beige jackets. When I see and like a white t-shirt with some blue jeans, that's like the PR look. Oh, I do PR. So when I see Justin Timberlake doing that stuff, yeah, I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> Come back to the tracksuits and the, yeah, you know what I'm saying, Michael yeah, Jackson yeah. attire, man. Just, yeah, you know, unwind. The Nike tracksuit. Oh, oh, by the way, honorable shout out to Cleo Soul. Oh. I forgot to mention this last last week. Yeah, it was Cleo Soul Day last week, but it still is. She got a project called Heaven. Sensational. Very, very good. Again, still in her bag. Honorable shout out to Cleo every time. Um, and on the flip side of that, bro, I'm not even gonna lie. I was on my way here listening to this heady and trap tape. It is absolutely incredible, bro. Bro, I won't lie to you. They're listening to it yesterday in the calf. I won't say what type of calf. We're in the calf. <laughs> I'm being real with you. I don't even play drill that much. No. Cod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not the drill connoisseur. No. I just like what I like. But though. The funny thing is, is that even though I'm not that, there's a certain artist that I just always like. I've always liked Trap. I've always listened to Trap. I've always liked him. 
like I, I play a lot of the stuff in my, in the gym as well. That's why I listen to that kind of vibe. But the genre as a whole, I can't. I don't sit and listen to the genre as a whole on a super regular basis. I understand it. I know what's going on. I pay attention to what's going on because of its element of the culture and whatnot. And I like to see what people are doing. I like to know what the youths them like and all of these type of stuff. Growth. Trap, yeah. Trap for me, I've always just thought it was hard. I like, I've always liked that Heady has been quite experimental with his projects and that too. So I've always respected him and rated him. But them two coming together and doing their thing, sensational, bro. And I do, I would love to see like more artists just linking up together, bro. Collaboration projects. More collaboration projects. Is they're, they're, Apparently there's Fredo and Nines that there are apparently linking to... Um, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we already had um, uh, um, Boost and Tef. That, that was, already came out. That hard. was good. Well, I want to see more. I want to see some of the Gallum. I want to see one of the man them linking up with the Gallum as well. I'd love to see Kano and I'd love to see Kano and Sims. Oh, mm. eh? project. Kano. I'd like to see that. I would like to see personally because for the day ones, I want to see Kano and Gets. It's an overdue oh. project, and I just think. With special features it. from D Double throughout something. Yes. I think that's fair. Yes. You're not doing Top Boy no more. Yes. You have more time on your hands. I saw the Land Rover advert. Kano, you're sensational. Yes. I see you in Burberry. Let's link up with right. That feels right. For me. Right. That feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even Chip Skeppy and um, Young Ads had their take. Yeah, yeah. That, what, what was that? That was 2020, though, innit? That was quite a while. Still, that a was while not bad. But yeah, that, that again, right. it happens. Let's just happen. make it more frequent. Yeah, you know man. where I'm coming from. Like, this year, towards the end of the year should be the year where they just play around with that. You know what, come let's link up. It's the end of the year. It's coming up to the end of the year. Four, five songs, six, seven songs. You know what I mean? Let's link just, up. Yeah. Go in the studio. Find one producer that you rate. And stay over there. Stay there. And just... So it's like, the it's the two artists and the producer. Who else would I want to see link up? Um... I would like to see. Wait, let me just go because I'm. I'm Who though would I would I like to link up? Oh, I would like to see. Um, I would like to see. A two and Nux or A A two and Nux or A two and Children of Zeus. That's oh, that is that's a mad one. Crazy. That's a mad one. Um, EA Sports said Young and in Chip, but I told him like that's not gonna work. But I heard is you might run your breath. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fam, show some respect to my people. Storms in Chip, bro. You're fucking mad. So I'm saying, brother, what's wrong with you? Don't do that, fam. Don't do some that, respect man. on my people. Them's name. Come on, my brother. Come on, man. Um, but A2, listen, that's a <sighs> what a what. A... Do you know what I'd like as well? Go on. I'd like to see. Wait, hold on. Wait, one second. Okay, I would like to see it's gonna be a bit of a like a light one. I'd like to see Dave and Benjamin Ad. Wow, ben, wow. Dave and Benjamin Ad together. I'm not totally against that at all. I think that is a sensational mm. project. I'd like I didn't to even see heard something it. like that. I like the intro already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, the yeah. intro. It feels right. Yeah, it feels exactly. It feels right. I'd like to see Young ads with someone still. I don't know who though. Go left with it. Cause I like the way you went left. I did not see the Benjamin AD collab coming. That is no. how you want it to. Looking at Kate I am. I'm looking at. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> that hey, he's got Kate Chinada on the screen. Yeah, he's got Kate Chinada on the screen. But I don't know who I would. Who would I put with Kate Chinada? If I was gonna, if I, if there was a collab, 
with him yeah, and K- yeah, if Kaitonada messaged you today and said you should. It'd be it would be Kaitonada and Sims probably then. I feel like that probably feels a little right. Nah, nah, nah. It would nah. be a singer. A singer, man, more with Kaitonada. Clear. That would work. Honestly, that would work. That would be crazy. That would bang. That would be. Cra- I'd Cl- want to see Cleo on FKJ, but that's just a personal. Oh favorite. yeah, yeah, that would be hard because it's a very melodic, soft sound. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't like Cleo. So makes me cry. I mean, Cleo so makes me miss my next girlfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to see Louis Ray with someone. Ooh. I was thinking Kitchen Island or Weston. That could, that, I think that could work. That's well. a very Kitchen interesting mix. Why can't they just start? Yeah, I like these mixes. Um, Louis Louis Ray with someone I think would be good. I don't know who though. Who would I want to hear Louis Ray rapping back to UK? back with? UK wise. I would like to hear Louis Ray and Larry June. Oh my God, bro. That would be crazy. That's perfect. That's crazy. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's crazy for Louis me. Louis Ray and Larry June is perfect. That's crazy. I think out of all of the ones that we've mentioned, that's probably the most perfect one, you know. Hey, that David, makes a make lot of sense. David Ali, let's make it happen. That makes a lot of sense, you know. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, he, he links up with Knox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who would you have us with? I was thinking about that as well, but I just feel I don't have a clue. That man is just... But the thing is, he used to do such good work in most like, you know. Yeah, that would oh, be a good one still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I don't think they talk no more, so. Oh, don't they? Politics yeah, I saw something that. online about it. It's not like I know anything behind the scenes. I genuinely saw yeah, something yeah. online. So that, because it makes some politics. It's politics. No, I wasn't the minute. What about you, lot? What would you, what would you say? Who would you put, like, who would you put with someone? Like, what type of collaboration would you like to see? Because there's, there's some out there. There's some out there. And there's some that definitely could work and some that are so realistic in that as well. Yeah, man, let me know. Anyway, how are you, my bro? I'm good, you know, out good. here. Giving thanks. P- uh, PSG, Filthy linked up um, Wednesday. Yeah, well, how was that? Amazing, done a collaboration with P- uh, Paris St. German in a store. Yeah. Shout out, Chris Chris, my G that came down. I never realized Chris Wait, Chris what, was what was it about? What was it about? Like, what was going on? So um, basically, Paris Saint Germain have released their new jersey. They're in the Champions League, so I think they've got a special jersey for the Champions League, and they just needed a, a, a maybe an, an organic, real collaboration with someone that has mm-hmm. good interaction. So they called the goats, the gods, aka Fellas. It feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, we we sorted it out. We done an in-store draft. Yeah, we done a, a, a live draft in-store. Mm. I had the best team, but you'll find out next week Wednesday. It's all filmed um, than that, yeah. Yeah, it's all filmed. Uh, we, it's, I can't lie to you. There ain't no better feeling than being in them situations with your people. Them yeah. literally looked around, just saw friends, right. and we're all filming, right. collecting a check strongly, courtesy of Paris Saint Germain. So this story. just feels right to me. Do you know right, where I'm coming yeah. from? And um, it was a good night. Good, 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 good night. Yeah, man. Big up the team. How about you? Good. Yeah. Good. Can't complain. Can't I'm being slow. I'm sold in one minute. I heard it was. 27 seconds but Murder. this is just the rumours I'm hearing crazy crazy does uh, it still like because it always sells out to me like I know it's going to happen is it still quite overwhelming for you massively that's incredible massively but you know what though my brain works in a different kind of way mm. because the the anticipation was that it was going to sell out kind of quickly because yeah? we could tell by the um the how much people were signing up for the reminder so what we do is we say you know if the tickets come out on this day so if you want the ticket link on the time that it drops, 
then just click on this remind me thing. So we knew the number of people that were trying to do that. But I thought that if anything, it might sell out in a day, which is, would still be incredible, yeah? But when it sold out that quick, obviously I was happy about it. But then there was an other, another side where I was saying to myself, hold on, wait one second, is this fair? What do you mean? I don't know. This is where my mind went. I was like, it sold out so quickly. There's yeah. so many people that I know yeah. that were trying to buy tickets and that wanted to go and it was birthdays and it's this and it's that and whatever. And it's like, I needed to just go over this in my head. Have we done this in a fair way? And every conclusion or every scenario that I was bringing up, I was like, it was the fairest it could possibly be. Do you know what I mean? Well, what, I'm, I'm surprised that you even thought that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought, you know, like, it's, my, my you know, like, sometimes it's like, sometimes you feel bad when you feel like people are missing out. And like, some people that have not, being able to go, I don't know, I bet you know me. Chucky, we're I'm fucking adults. You cool. put the link live, if man then miss out, you should have been Chucky's friend no. like me so you can get a guest list. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most tickets that somebody can buy? I think they can buy like 10. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think mean they can buy like 10. But it's 2,000, bro. There's 2,000 tickets. 1,000 tickets sold in like 10 seconds. Yeah, so the, I'm, I'm sorry, anyone that missed out, man, if you're buff, you know the pattern, just message me. But I'm you know what it is? Okay, I hear, I hear it, yeah. I'm not putting a negative spin on this, by the way. I'm yes, just like, but positive. I'm just giving like a different way of looking at it. It's like, imagine you do what you've been told to do. So you set the reminder and you wait. And at 12 o'clock, you're there. You're actually there. It's not like you were, I don't know, you went to the shop or you left your phone here or you was there. I hate you. Now you've gone on, you've clicked the thing, whatnot, pull it in the basket. You've done everything right on the time it drops and it tells you it's sold out. It's like... Chucky, the other day, I saw a man go to the bar, talk to a girl. He was there. She was there. Bought her a drink. They had a good conversation for 25 minutes whilst I was sitting down eating dinner by myself. I then saw her boyfriend go over. The guy apologised and walked off. He left with nothing, but he was there. <laughs> this is what happens, people. Sometimes you lose, <laughs> yeah, but you was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. The people were there, there with the reminder and they didn't get a ticket. Yeah. Have, hmm. security to stop bots uh well dice are very good at dealing with people like the bot stuff so we've not had problems with that so it should be that should all be fine so the only thing was some people was like oh stagger the tickets but that you gotta make you gotta understand what you're saying when you say this you say stagger the tickets it doesn't make no difference because the same volume of people are going to try and get these tickets so the same thing will happen if we staggered the tickets and let's say we did 500 each time the same thing would happen five times Bro. And then on top of that, or four times, shall I say, and then on top of that, that's even more annoying because you've tried four times. Listen, I'm sorry, this is going to sound harsh, but history is only told by the people that won. Right. So shout out to the 2,000 people coming down nah, to the big RV. No, nah, big up, big up, big you up. You won. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you don't grateful. win every time, Chucky. Sometimes right. you lose. And I know where you're coming from because you're a man, you've got a big heart and you aren't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you, you know yeah. what, people that didn't make it, if you're good looking, message me. Yeah, <laughs> Any yeah, gallem, yeah. we'll get you in. <laughs> Anybody else, it is what it is, man. Nah, but, but listen, sick though. Very grateful. And yeah, now nah, it's just con about having a... Um, like creating a good experience and whatnot. And also, you know what I mean? Something might be happening in January. You know what I mean? Serious? Something might be happening in January. What so you if mean you don't miss that, something might be happening in January. This feels right! You get what I'm He's saying? Taking off the year correctly. Yes, yeah. sir. Right? Listen, when are you going to get Joe down? Because I want to shake his hand. He's the reasons why I started doing foreplay. He said in a song, show me to the subway, I'll go down. I've been wanting to meet that man for a long period of time to say thank you. The subway. 
Listen, that w- <laughs> <laughs> that's like one day that will happen, and that is a dream for me because Joe is an absolute G, bro. The Don. So you know what I mean? Bored by choice, right? Some he's got bare youths, you know. Brother, you heard the music he makes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro- he's out, <laughs> he's been outside. Like huh? he's been outside more than genuine. I think so. Genuine's just loud about it. He's yeah. not even loud. He's just you know, loud you know nowadays. His missus left him. I know who genuine. Yeah, I was he kept watching. It real, um, yeah, I was watching. Tank drink podcast. Champs? No, it was, yeah, drink champs. Come. Drink champs. Yeah, yeah. That's where he sort of talked about it. Yeah, that's where he kind of talked about it. Like, why are you going on to Jojo, bro? What's this, what's Jojo's got nothing to do with this. What's his who genuine? Genuine's name's called Elgin Lumpkin. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Pardon? You mean all them times? Gala going wet. For Pony and them thing there, his name is what? Elgin Lumpkin. That stinks. Yeah, yeah, Elgin. Yeah. Elgin Lumpkin. Elgin Bela Lumpkin. I would have went for Bela. I would have just switched that around. And then not said my middle name. He deserves to flipping fall dancing on stage now, <laughs> But, um, yeah, man. But in regards to the HC pod and that as well, Serious. We, we 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 are having some conversations about putting something together in Jan Jan. Oh yeah. We are having we some are. conversations about putting something together in Jan Jan. And Joe will be there. Right then. Listen, here it says Joe has two kids though. Oh really? Yes. Oh mad. Okay. Well then someone's telling lies on him or he's not declaring them. I like the latter. Right. I'm He's going not with that. declaring. He's not declaring them. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting like taxes. <laughs> yeah, he's doing all of that. But um yeah, Joe's a G man. Joseph Thomas. Joseph oh, Thomas, what a he guy. Uses real name. How can you be mad at Joe? No, you can't be mad at Joe, bro. It's a good name though. JT. Great initials. Everyone's had that over the years. Do you know who's got an interesting um a normal but very interesting thing around his name? Russell Brand. RB. RB. But not R&B, otherwise. That's right then. <laughs> that's sold out. This one here, this one's ban out. Yeah. Russell Brand has got himself in a bit, well, he's in a pickle. Oh, Toby Pickle, man. He's in a very, very, very big pickle. And uh, it's an interesting one, this. Because you know what? Like, over the last couple years, I've been watching Russell Brand talking, saying a lot of things, very anti-establishment. His political views seem like they've changed over the last however many years. Some people would say that like at one point he was like very, very left. Now some people are saying he was moving a bit more to the right. Now he's like in this different space where he's just like questioning everything. Do you get what I'm saying? Like an elevated vooge. Yes, like an elevated Vooj. Talks a lot faster. Um, and yeah, like has some really strong opinions on whatever. But he's always had a past that he's talked a lot about with sex addiction, mm-hmm. um, ed- drug addiction mm-hmm. and whatever else. And like we've seen him on the television a lot because um, he's a comedian. Like He's done shows on TV, whatever else and whatnot. But these allegations have come out and... The first thing that I saw, I saw Lippy repost this actually. So I didn't even know, like, Lippy was like, what has he done? So I've watched the video and then this is Russell Brand talking about 
you know what, there's these allegations that have come out that are completely false, false and blah, blah, whatever. Um, and that there was a documentary coming out. I ain't actually seen the documentary, but a load of women have basically come out and said, boom, he, he awed me. He awed me, or they had like some uncomfortable situations with him. There was like a thing allegedly where he was seeing a girl that was 16 years old when he was 30. Like everything is coming up. So now it seems as though people's opinions have been really divided on this. We can't really have a conversation about whether he did it or not because we don't really know. Mm. There's a lot of allegations, but we don't know. But it seems as though things are really split. So you've got on one side, some people that are looking at it and saying, this is crazy. The Mm. allegations are strong enough as far as they're concerned and it just looks mad. Mm. Then on the other side, you've had the the corporations that have worked with him, some of them, or that are working with him, Stepping aside from him, they they did that immediately. They demonetized his YouTube channel. Six million uh, subscribers. Yeah, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Just I think just turned six million as well, um, and like whatever else. And so you're getting some people that are looking at that and saying, mm, demonetization and stepping away on the day of allegations for some people feel a bit uncomfortable for them a little bit because they're like ultimately it's still allegations. And then on the other side, there's obviously going to be people that are going to look at that and say, well, we just don't believe that he's done it. I guess the conversation that I wanted to bring up a little bit was, well, actually, firstly, what was your thoughts on this when you first saw it? It was very interesting to me. Um, just to add, is it, is it Rumble? They posted a letter from the government. A letter from the government of people in the government asking that Russell Brand is demonetized on their platform. So wait, so the letter came from the government. Yeah. Mm. Now again, I stand with you when I say I don't even know what to say about the allegations themselves because we don't know if they're true or not. But one thing we do know is I only oh this is what I believe. Sorry, is he's pissed someone off. In these past five, six years, I think uh, his content's completely changed from the Russell Brand I saw like on MTV growing mm, up. Mm, mm, mm. He's completely changed. And within this transition, he would have grabbed a new audience and the people he probably once made laugh, he's probably pissing off now. With some of the things that he's speaking about in regards to this country, the government, he's exposing a lot of uh, wrongdoings of, I guess, the higher powers. And the only problem when you go to toe-to-toe with them is they have a lot more resources in media than you. You have your platform, you have your YouTube, you have the many people that will um, echo what you're saying. But <laughs> these massive establishments, bro, they're just too strong. They could tell a lie. Like, for example, what everything they're saying right now, um, from my understanding, there's been no... Like poli- uh, no police have gone to Russell. The women have all hidden their identity. Mm. Um, it's like it's so far they've kind of just made a documentary based upon stories. And yeah, it and, is. And it's just sorry to um, keep yeah. to, to ramble on, but just to wrap up, I think the saddest thing about the situation is even if he busts his case and it's found out it's not true, like this has definitely dented the work he's been doing for a long period of time and tarnished it to a certain extent because 
some people are just they haven't got enough time to contemplate whether this is true or not they've just seen the article and just gone Russell you're a bad guy and they carry on with their life and I think for the work that he's trying to do to help people it's fucked it up badly definitely but the thing is yeah do you know what is mad about this yeah. I was thinking about this on the way here yeah there's so much for and against in a situation like this because I could think this but if I'm being objective, I could also understand that. Yeah. But I could think, I could understand this, but if I was being objective, I could see a point against it. So it's like, in what you're saying, which is true, and I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. The, the other side of it is, is, let's just say, yeah, he's doing this good work now, and he's saying what he's saying, and maybe a lot of it is true, and he's uncovering a lot of stuff. But let's just say that that is his past, and that is what he did, does it mean then that because he's doing good now that these things that he has done and the trauma that he's caused to these women, apparently, yeah. shouldn't be something that comes to light a little bit? It's crazy, though. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the right answer. Yeah, by the way, that's another thing. I don't even want you to... Like, yeah, when I'm asked... See, like, when I'm saying this, yeah? I don't want it. you to try to give me an answer because I don't even want you... I don't want anyone to misconstrue your point. I don't want anyone to think that you're standing somewhere. You get what I'm saying? Because sometimes that can happen. I appreciate happen. that. If anybody yeah? thinks I'm standing somewhere, I don't care anymore. We're just unpacking. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested about what you think. I'm interested in what you know. Knowing right. is more powerful. Thinking, you can change your thoughts in seconds. Strong. So, in regards to this situation, Russell's got a big decision to make. What is that? So, I, I look at the MJ situation. After years of being accused of touching children, MJ said, I'm fighting this last case to show to you that that this ain't even my story. MJ bus case, stood on top of the car, I think it was, and everyone was cheering. And people still call him a kidly fiddler today. Regardless of you, but look, you lot wanna try and prove this in the media? Cool, let's go to court. I've won the case now. But guess what? I haven't won. Because if anyone talks about Michael Jackson today, they still bring that up. So with Russell Brand, he just has a choice to make. A real big choice. Do you battle against this media? and government apparently that had now probably had enough of you saying bare stuff about them do you continue this battle and this war or do you change direction and do something else and it'll be interesting for me to see where he goes because this is bad this is really 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 bad and if it's true this is terrible it's crazy it's that's terrible. why when you go to the, the the for and against thing um, it's it's on that side it's He's doing good work, but then on the other side, so he's un unveiling elements of history, essentially. Yeah. Then someone else can say, well, let's have a look at your history. There's also the side of like, you know, you know how I feel about human beings sometimes. Like human beings can be amazing, but sometimes human beings can be full of shit, to be yeah. honest, yeah? So then you have, on one side, you give somebody the opportunity to speak in silent, well, to speak but in darkness. Yeah. And you can say what you want. 100. You can say what you want. You can say anything you want because no one's going to see you and you may not necessarily be held accountable for the, for lies if you are lying. Hold that for a second. Hold that for uh, a I love you. No problem, sir. <laughs> 
Yo. More efficient next time though. So you can lie yeah. like that and not be held accountable for your lies. But then the other side to that could be, I could understand that if you've gone through something like that and you're trying to move forward with your life and this is something that is, because obviously being odd is a very serious thing, isn't it? Yeah. I could understand why someone may not necessarily want to be on TV. Next minute you go on a train and people are looking at you like, oh, you were the one who was odd by so-and-so. So I could see why somebody would not want to do that. So then it's like, there's like all of these for and against, for and against in everything. And then then it's like, okay, we look at the, like being objective, there's allegations. These allegations have not been, he hasn't been proven guilty of anything yet. Yeah. It's also people that are just talking on something. So, or just talking on their experiences. This, this, who we don't know who these people are. So what do you do? Do we, on these allegations, take away his earnings and his way of living, essentially, on allegations? What if these allegations are not, have, it turns out that they're not true, then there's a big implication on that. What happens there? Then, though, however, how you doing, my bro? Uh, uh, we're recording now. We're recording now. But then on the other side, what if it is true, and you and it isn't, and you and you're not demonetized, and you continue to make all of this money when it, it is true? But then remember, look at the other side of this as well, yeah. Where it's like the reality is that conviction rates on ours are not great because it's just me and this one in the room. So I can do what I'm doing in the room. We can have a different interpretation of what's happened in this room, or she could bareface tell me. Yo, stop, like, what are you doing? And I continue doing what I'm doing, but then when it's time to go, when they go to the police, go to the court, whatever, I say, nah, but that's not what happened because of, then they say, no, this is what happened. It's just like my story against theirs. This is one of the reasons why the conviction rate isn't how it is. So, or isn't as high as it probably could be at certain times. So now, because somebody isn't found guilty of it, doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It's, a, it's one big for and against. What do you do? What do you do? This is the thing that's... Conf- Let me show you the things that are confusing to me. Very, very confusing to me. And again, I don't stand with or against anyone because I'm black. This has got nothing to do with me, essentially. <laughs> it's not my business. But I'm over here visiting, man. Um, <laughs> Mason Greenwood still gets paid. Hear me out. Tory Lanes on his YouTube still gets paid. Mm-hmm. These are two situations that went to court. One proven innocent. All right, Mason. And then the other, uh, Tory Lane's proven guilty. But you can still, he can still monetize and make money off his YouTube. He shot a gal in the foot. Big facts. Strong. But he's still getting paid. So you mean to tell me we can gather a group of people together, we can have some allegations that are not even involved with the police as of yet, just a documentary on television, and we can take away um, Russell Brand's earnings. For me, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm saying there's a level of inconsistency which confuses me. So I'm looking at the situation and I'm just going, if this is the direction that we're going in, in life, we're fucked. Because this situation isolated might be Russell Brand fucked up and he was in the wrong, so therefore whatever happens, it is what it is in it, I guess. Yeah. 
But there might be an individual in the future who actually is telling the truth and it's all nonsense around his name. But they are now creating this system where they have the ability to take away your earnings from YouTube and tarnish your name. So what the fuck do you do after that? Yeah. Especially if you're an older individual who's coming towards the end of your career. You don't really make the money that you used to make right now. So right now, this YouTube earnings, I'm not saying that's the case for him, but I'm just giving you scenarios. Man can, off allegations, take away all your earnings. But then there are other areas within this country where people... Prince Andrew's calm. Prince Andrew is calm. So I just want to know, since the government is getting involved in taking away funds from people... Is there other people that we could potentially do the same to just so it's fair? Individuals mm. that are actually convicted? Individuals that have actually been proven to have done what they've done? Can they also be? Or is it just going to be the people that you choose? Yeah. That's a bit unfair for me. So, so obviously, because I, I was just checking to see if Tory Lanez's thing had been demonetised because there's a chance it could have been still. Is it? Possibly. Possibly. You like I've just checked. I just I tried to check, you check now. The thing is we checked uh, we don't know. Do you know when I checked? But but also the I checked the time it happened and it wasn't. So okay. it may have recently, but the time that it was all going on, I was I just out of curiosity, sorry to cut you, was like, I wonder if you can get taken off brother. He was still there. I ain't been broken a minute still outside doing this thing. Has see um Russell Brand's YouTube is still there though, right? He just can't make money off it. Yeah. No, it's still there though. It's still there though. It's still there. Okay. Um the Mason Greenwood thing as well, though, the equivalency is different purely because he's not being paid by YouTube. He's, be, he's, be, he's being paid by his employer, which is another football team, right? So or what does the, the government team? and YouTube have to do in common with each other? What do you mean? The government is the reason why Russell Brown's not making money. The government is sending letters uh. saying demonetize somebody. This doesn't, like, I'm confused. Not that the police got involved and then the police go out and contact everyone. And everybody. The government has told YouTube and Rumble, demonetize this guy. Yeah. So why can't the government tell Manchester United, yo, <laughs> I, I don't understand. But it it's confusing to me. You have nothing to do with YouTube. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The KKK probably got a YouTube channel. Why can't they get demonetized? I don't, I don't understand. I'm just confused. Like you're making it a confusing situation for me. There's no. I don't get what's going on, bro. Because mm. if you can demonetize someone of accusations, no one should have a YouTube account. Obviously, there's a whole documentary and all well, of it's that. Well, con- context, contextual, con- isn't it? It's like, what have you done, and who is it being judged by? That's the interesting thing because, how do you judge, like? how are we judging the severity of each thing where do we draw the line like where is the line that gets drawn where is the that's okay but this is wrong well, like, yeah. what, where is that bit do you get me I hate you but the thing is for some people they will say yeah it's interesting timing like he's saying a lot of stuff he's super anti-establishment Proper. he's saying a lot of things and now like this is happening but I don't know. I think there's a group of people. This is me. This is kind of where I am, yeah? Yeah. Where I always kind of like, where I start digging deep on things. It's just like, when an when an action is made, sometimes I think this could happen to me. Yeah. That's why I take it. That's why sometimes I do take certain things seriously or sometimes I'm asking certain questions because I'm like, you know what? Somebody could one day come out and say something and everything's just like super collapse for me is it right 
I might know the truth, but you may not know the truth. So if you don't know, what is the, the thing that you do objectively? Especially as an employer, you can understand maybe how an employer might say, you know what, you might need to take some time off to go and work on this or to deal with this, fight this case, whatever it may be. Mm. But then what happens is, is the public, depending on the type of work that you do, the public take away um, the nuance, I guess, and bring emotion into it, which is not always wrong. And in the emotions, that's where you're like, no, you should do. It's kind of like when we was talking about the death penalty, yeah? Yeah. It's like, some people may not, some people will be like, nah, I don't agree with death penalty or whatever. But when you get emotional, your response to that might be, kill him, take his head off, whatever. You don't then think about what the right thing to do is. It's because you're emotional. That's touched you a certain type of way. So you're reacting off your emotions, innit? And when you have Twitter doing that, and they 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 apply that onto the, um, the employer, the, empl- the employer then decides to make a move because it's like, this is too much for me. But it's like, wait, was that right though? If you're taking a step back, was that the right thing to do? Do you have enough balls to be able to say, you, you know what, I'm going to stand firm and say, no, we're going to wait and see. But the allegations sometimes are so deep where you're like, hold on, wait. And also, to be fair, it's like, look, I don't know what he did or what he hasn't, what, what he hasn't done yet, but... The unfortunate thing for him is because he's actually been so vocal about sex addiction, he's all he's almost put himself in a situation where people could look at him and say, I could see how that's happened. Look how erratic he is. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's like little clips of him where he's it, it could be super innocent, bro. But you know he's just like, there's a camera, it seems like he's performing because he's in front of the camera and he's just being erratic. He's jumping up and down the place and he grabs a woman by the face and he kisses her. And he's just being a bit flirty and he's just being stupid. Sometimes people look at that and say, oh, it's Russell Brandon, it's just... But another section of people will turn around and say, well, as this has come out, we look at that now and it's like, it makes a bit of sense. Yeah. And it's just all, it's a big mess. Yeah. I think there was one thing that there was one, uh, one woman said, yeah, where she talked about the mascara thing. Have you seen that? No. So like he makes a joke in his stand up about like getting neck to the point where she's like the mascara's coming down her face. Yeah. Now in the documentary, the woman says something about him saying that he wants to ram the thing down her throat or whatever until the mascara comes down her face. Yeah. So now the for and against can be, brother. My man's doing a madness and then he's going on stage and turning this whole thing into a joke because he just feels like he could do that. But the other side of it could be he's so vocal about this, like certain elements of it, joking around innocently that you can actually spin that and say, this is what happened to me. Look, he even said it on stage. And it's not even true. But what do you do as an employer? Do you turn around and say, We'll wait and see what happens. Or do you say, now nah, you know what, we kind of need to just wait until, we just need to just, what is the right thing to do? Because remember, it's an allegation. Fuck knows, man. We don't know. Fuck knows, We are man. still, as human beings, we are still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to figure out 
the combination between legality and morality because there's still a big nuance in this as well irrespective of the situation one thing i will say is if your emotional like your emotional response to a situation is a weakness then it's a strength for someone else someone's created a scenario for your emotional response mm-hmm. to be what it is mm-hmm. so you're in a weak position then mm-hmm. that correlating with today right now the last i would hope is crazy I'm in such a weird situation in my mind where a part of me hopes it's true for the simple fact that I don't like uh, using a situation which is very serious as just a way to get people to like do what you want them to do. Like using a real scenario to manipulate a group of people. If I hope this is true because I hope that's not happening. Mm. But in the same breath, I hope... It's not true because I wouldn't want to think that of Russell Brand. So I'm in a weird place in my mind. Yeah, where and you wouldn't want women, a woman to go through some shit like I don't that. want a woman to go through anything like that, my yeah. bro. Who wants any women to go through, especially it's a bag of... It's not like one or two. From my understanding, there's a, there's a few women there, bro. So I don't want any woman to have gone through that. Um, so it's a, just a weird, weird, weird situation. But I do believe, honestly, how it's being carried out it's like, raw. you've had... That means you've had this evidence, you've had all of this information for years. And the only time you've chosen to distribute it to the world is when you feel the person is a threat to what you're doing. Like I said, it's the government that has asking them to demonetize this guy, fam. That's why I'm like, Russell, I feel like you pissed someone off. You've pissed someone off so high up. They're like, big man, we have to sort of stop this thing before... Janan coming from infiltrates what we're trying to do it could be that type of situation because the timing of it is just a little bit like well Giza if you really care about this woman we could have acted a lot a little bit sooner again but I don't know yeah I don't know how long these situations take when you give you information I I don't know I don't know yeah the what uh the woman who's like at the forefront of this has said that she's been investigating this for four years or whatever but you know it's mad bro it's like you see in this life Sometimes we think we know things, but we don't know nothing, bro. This could just be a very, like, serious, general thing that someone has done. They've just stumbled across this and, like, it's just all facts and they found this stuff and it's just crazy and they just feel like it's really important to share this because, you know, this dude is doing stuff hidden in plain sight. You get me? And it's important that it's not just about him. There's bare people in power that is that's abused their power and doing all kinds of stuff. But then also on the other side of it, there could actually just be some people at play that are like, he's being, he's too noisy. He's too noisy. But, and then made up, and then made up a bunch of stuff. But let's just say both things are true. Let's say yeah. he did do that. And they are doing that. Then who's more in the wrong? Or is there not a more in the wrong? Are we both looking at it and saying, this whole thing's fuckery? Then what do we do? How do we move accordingly to that? We say, fuck my man and fuck the establishment too. Then where does it leave us? Man, you know what, honestly... Do you get what I'm saying? This thing's deep, bro. White on white crime is dangerous. I'm telling you. (laughs) Black on black crime is in plain sight. You see niggas with knives, all of this type of nonsense. White on white crime, there's people investigating you for four years. Then they're getting... It's crazy. What do you think? crazy. What do you think? Let us know in the comments and that. Maybe the best thing for people to do is to figure out what Justin Timberlake has done and go that route. 
Justin Timberlake's done a good job. Yeah, man. He's done a really, just really good job. Just be black. Just be black, man. Do yeah, just. He be looks ju- depressed when he's white. Have you seen the new video he's done with um, NSYNC? Who? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, has he gone back to being white? Released 21 hours ago. Oh, mad. A lot of views. But he's black, though. Yeah, eating chicken wings. Strong Broken on record, but he's black. Yeah. When he wants to be. Tell a story. What are you saying, my G? What up, man? Yeah, come, Aaron. Come, come, come to the now? Yeah, come man, you're on, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> 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 Aaron. Nice to meet you, bro. It's an honor, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Aaron, you said your name. Aaron, yeah. yeah. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron. 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 I'm Two excited eights. to be on this chair, man, because I'm Come a fan on, of the man. podcast, man. Love that. Well, guy, you know. So, wait, did like you? I'm a fucking Moroccan uh, street hustler today. Okay. With my New Jersey <laughs> on. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> Oakland, California. Did you meet each other in... Where did you meet each other? You hit me up um, through the socials to go and do the work in Washington that time where I told you I right. had a great time. So... This is the man responsible for Black Arrow. Um, I'll let Aaron talk about Black Arrow. Yeah, yeah what is no, Black so Arrow? I used to follow him when um, I first started Black Arrow. I was watching a lot of Copa 90s uh, content. Yeah. And kind of our, you know, my thought process was, you know, we need our own, like a black Copa 90. So I would always watch Poe and be like, damn, he need to be over here with us. You know what I mean? Um, so... You know, when the uh, Arsenal came out to the U.S. to play in the MLS All-Star, I knew he was, you know, a big Arsenal fan. And a lot of people on the culture side in the U.S. all know Poet and love him. So we were hosting an event. I figured he'd be, a, you know, a ringer to come out and uh, pop through. So, yeah, I just reached out. So so what, what is Black Arrow, though? Yeah, so Black Arrow is a platform that focuses on the intersection of soccer and black culture. Should I try and... Um, yeah, just want to move the... Uh, Thing, but just so it's not in his face, just have a little check quickly because that I can see it. That is in his face there. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, tidy. Man, I yeah, tidy, you. nicely. Thank you, my chargy. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. So, what is Black Arrow? Yeah. So, Black Arrow is a platform that focuses on the intersection of soccer and black culture. So. Uh, we create content, events, anything in the world of soccer and black culture. Um, and then we, we work with teams and leagues and brands around the world that are trying to tell black stories, you know, reach black fans, um, you know, everything under the sun. So I, I personally fell in love with soccer like just about four or five years ago, right before I started this. In the U.S., um, soccer's not that big in the black community. And so, and in general, black people in America kind of have a, a negative perception of, of uh, you know, uh, football. And through traveling in Europe, me, me and some of my friends, um, during the 2014 World Cup, instead of going to the World Cup in Brazil, we thought it would be more lit to be in different countries in Europe when they were having their World Cup games. Mm. So you were in the streets. So... Um, the first game in the World Cup was Brazil versus Croatia. We were in Croatia, and they had this small town called uh, Pula, and they have an ancient Roman Colosseum in there. And so, um, again, I didn't know anything about fucking really the World Cup or anything. We were just there for the party, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the mayor decided to show the game in the in the in the ancient Roman Colosseum. Um, and it's like me, you know, my my homies are like six five black dudes fucking 15,000 Croatians rolling into this Roman Coliseum. It's on the water, you know, sunset. 
they're playing Brazil and uh, they scored first actually. Um, and man, when that when that shit went off, flare, I was like, wow, you know, this is like this this is this is deeper than I you know deeper than the sport itself. So we went on to different parts of we went to Germany, watched the game Brandenburg Gate, hundred thousand people. Um, went to Frankfurt, Switzerland, Italy, and you know, any every country I was seeing. All right, this is how this culture celebrates. You know, the World Cup, how they get together, and the stories and all that stuff. So <clears throat> when I got back, I'm just like, all right, well, shit. Well, what's up with black people now? Like, mm-hmm. why are we coming together? Where do we fit into this whole, you know, uh, cultural phenomena that is uh, football? You know, so. Um, I, when I went to go look up, like, all right, well, you know, I'm ready to tap in. Like, what, what's good? You know, where the black folks at? There was really nothing, you know, out there that was, you know, unapologetically um, looking at the game from, you know, the black perspective. So <clears throat> I said, fuck it, I'll, you know, I'll start the shit myself. Um, That's yeah. cold still. Yeah. But yeah. is it because, like, see, like, more where you're from, most people kind of look more to, like, basketball and and like NFL and stuff like that right yeah so there isn't traditionally there hadn't been like much of a interest yeah or, like or, or was it was it always kind of there but it's just kind of finding a way to just bring it to the surface a little bit no it wasn't there you know the MLS didn't start till 1998 you know so when we grew up there was no soccer on television there's no 20, 30,000 people rolling into stadiums. So the optics of soccer when we were young is just a recreational sport. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you played when you were youth to stay in shape or whatever, but it wasn't this massive, you know, um, you know, big media thing, you know, crowds of people. Like that didn't really exist. You know, where I'm from, we just thought it was a Mexican sport. Really, <laughs> I could see why you would say that. Yeah, I could you see know? why you say that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. when I when I got into it, I had to go back to all my Mexican homies and be like, "Damn, like, I owe y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, and, and the 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 more I fuck, the more I dug into it, the more I also kind of found Africa, um, and the diaspora, like through through soccer, um, and that kind of motivated me to kind of, you know dive deeper and explore more into what what I was doing because <clears throat> I come from the world of like music and culture prior to this you know what I mean and I was seeing the diaspora kind of reconnect through you know um, dance hall music and afro beats and stuff like that and then um, you know people in America started you know kind of researching their roots a lot more you know I, I was big into reggae music so mm. um, when I saw this football shit I was like oh, okay well <clears throat> actually like the one thing that black people around the world have in common is football and and music and so trying to see this as a way to reconnect the diaspora you know what mm-hmm. I mean? um so yeah it's been it's been a hell of a journey man and i've been to all over the world you know uh kenya nigeria jamaica you know fucking that's Rome, sick everywhere you know what i mean so the global nature of it is like when you get to experience that you want to bring that back to you know people in the hood and like yo if, if you if you watch football you're gonna see all right you know who's this Pugba guy who's this Sané guy like where is he from you know 
the sport kind of forces you to um, ask questions, you know what I mean? And start finding out more about, okay, well, shit, this Lukaku guy, where the fuck is this nigga from? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's from Chicago. You know what I mean? He does still, yeah. <laughs> What so? Um, what is what's your day like? What's your day to day like? What are you actually doing? Like, what is what does your day to day look like? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's a good question. Like, I'll go back. The first big project that we did um, is is this documentary that started in Kenya and brought me to um, Manchester United. And this, this has been like a crazy a four or five year four year project that was, you know is actually going to come out later, um, early next year. So I was in Nairobi. Um, <clears throat> I was in Nairobi actually doing a consulting gig for Facebook. It was unrelated to Black Arrow. One second. Uh, Sorry, bro. Yeah, so I was in Nairobi, and this was my first time in Africa. Um, Facebook had brought me over there to do some consulting project for them. And um, I had just started Black Arrow about like three, four months ago. So I was asking around, like just asking about football culture and stuff like that. And I paid this uh, cab driver to drive me around for the day. And um, <clears throat> I was asking like, yo, who's the Michael Jordan of, you know, football in Kenya? First thing he said, was that's like, an interesting question. He said to me, Who's Michael Jordan? <laughs> so that's, that's uh, yeah. as, American, <laughs> as an American, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh wow, like this is, I'm already realizing, like, you know, how ethnocentric we are in America, you know? right? Right, right. Um, but so he told me it was this guy, Joe Kadenge, you know, he's telling me how he was playing when they were going through their independence, and he's telling me, you know, he's telling me about this guy for like 20 minutes while we're driving around, and so just kind of joking and just you know at the end when he was done i was like man i wish i could meet this guy he was like oh you want to meet him he's like he's a cab driver himself he's like i could take you take you to him right now so the dude <laughs> he takes me to the other side of town um pulls up on the side sees some guy this guy makes a call call go next thing i know i'm walking into this guy's house all within maybe 25 minutes of saying that um and he's 81 years old you know it's like when you it's like walking into your grandfather's house you know what i'm saying he's, he's <coughs> eating some chicken his wife is in there cooking he's watching tv and he just invited me in he didn't even know who i was um and so i just you know kind of told him like yo <clears throat> i just started this company black arrow you know i'm very interested in you know the stories of the you know the heroes of, of africa that um you know that weren't getting told by the mainstream media so um yeah, he and I just kind of became good friends. We talked for like two hours and I was like, yo, would you mind if I just like film a short little piece on you um, while I'm here? So we met up the next day. We were gonna film just like a little story on him. And really the story was like, he didn't have a dollar to his name. Like he lived in like a shanty town. Um, and you know, he was playing in the 1950s. Like they didn't have shoes literally. Um, so he never made really any money in his career. Um, but he's like an actual like legend of the like he's he's a legend of the of the country you know what i'm saying not just from a football perspective um and so you know my story as an american initially was going to be like all right here's this like legend who's poor doesn't have any you know like doesn't have a dollar to his name um and you know basically 
the more I thought about that, I'm like, what is what is that story going to contribute to Kenya? Like, they they already know that, right? So <clears throat> when we were during the interview, I asked him like, who's your favorite team? He said it was Manchester United, and I asked him why, and he said because it was the the Munich Air disaster. Have you heard of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm like, have you ever been to a game? And he's like, how would I go to a game? You know what I'm saying? Again, as American, like, I never really thought that you could be a fan of a team without ever going to a game. You know what I mean? Um, so <clears throat> he, when he read about the Munich Air disaster in the newspaper, he was just so, like, struck by it because he was the top footballer in Kenya that he started following the team. And basically, I've been following the team for 60 years. So... Um, Anyways, we filmed the whole piece. Um, I got back home. I'm researching, trying to figure out, like, all right, how do I tell this story? What is the story? Um, so I started researching the Munich Air disaster because I'd never heard about it. And then I saw that the 60th anniversary was coming up in actually a few months. So um, I was like, wow, what if I I looked up and see, like, what, what, what goes on around the anniversary? And I saw that Manchester United does, does this big kind of ceremony. Um, you know, so I was like, what if instead of telling the story of, you know, this poor African footballer who doesn't have a dollar to his name, like, what if we bring him to his first game and, uh, you know, change change the narrative? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's what we did. That's cool. <laughs> I had to borrow. Uh, shout out to my boy. Yeah, how did you get the money to do that, by the way? I had a, a Jewish homie. Okay. Kanye <laughs> <I had a laughs> was wrong. One of my best friends, um, you know, he does well for himself. And I was, I called him up and I just said, "Yo, you know, I never, I ne I've never asked him for anything. I'm like, look, this is, you know, like, I got to do this. You know what I mean? And so um, it was deep because he was, he was 82 at the time, and um, so we had to not only like fly him out there, we had to fly someone with him. Um, I had to take him to the hospital to make sure that he was um, you know, healthy enough to go. Mm -hmm. um, we had to get his visa, a lot of shit that like, again, as American, like just even going through the process of like the visa, which is like a month process, had to get a letter um, from Manchester United. So um, from starting Black Arrow, I was really starting to already pick up connections in the football world. and. A friend of my friend connected me with this guy who was like, I don't know, he was like the first black guy to ever play for the English national team. Um, or to play for Manchester United. I always forget this guy's name. Viv Anderson. Viv Anderson. Someone connected me with Viv Anderson. Again, I had just started Black Arrow, so I'm like, way, <laughs> I don't even know how I'm playing half this shit off. So Viv Anderson sends an email to the CEO at the time of Manchester United. We put together like a rough edit of the, the video. And, um, you know, I'm, I was hoping Manchester United would pay for it, but they were like, you know, we'll, we'll invite you out. You know what I mean? We'll let you come film. Um, and so, um, yeah, they, they um, invite us out and we took them out there for three days. Um, we went to, um, you know, it was covered by, it was, this was like headline news in, in Kenya. And the Kenyans hit me like, man, you better fucking take care of our legend. Um, <laughs> going crazy um, and yeah it was a pretty you know incredible experience for me cause you know I'm watching this guy see snow for the first time you know shit like that um, yeah I hear that <laughs> he would not like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
mean, it's like he's coming to a whole. It's a big culture shock, isn't it? It's different, massively. Bro, he couldn't different. believe how clean the roads were. That yeah. was the whole thing. So he's and never he, left. He's never left. Oh yeah. man, Do you know that is interesting to me. It's like yeah, watching someone that lives in has lived their whole life in a certain environment and standing next to them when they're somewhere that is completely different. You know, one time I remember that, sorry, just just quick side job. Yeah, yeah. I was in an um, airport, coming back, coming to, back here, and there was this man, he was an old man, he was obviously with his family, and I could tell that he, this is he, this is new to him. He's never been here before, yeah? But he was looking at like, some of the, the women, because it was like, kind of hot here at the time, and like, just bare skin out right. and whatnot. And he just couldn't, you could just see it in his face. <laughs> yeah. He just couldn't, couldn't believe, believe what was going on. Yeah. Not, yeah. it wasn't in disgust, yeah. but it was like, he, you could see that he just was like, really confused. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just yeah. different to him, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, nah, and this is, that was the same thing for him. And also he's a legend in Kenya, so, he was, he would walk up to people and just start talking to him like, yo, you don't know who I am? You know what I mean? Like, because he had, he had just was so big in his own world that even coming out here, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he would just walk up to people and he, he couldn't believe that people, you know, people obviously aren't as like friendly as they are. No, oh, yeah, that's the next thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, a few amazing things happened, man. Like we, the ceremony was dope. Like it was, you know, Pugma's sitting right here, Lukaku's over here, Rashford's over here, Lingard's over here. He's I just his, started black. He's Arrow. using his mind. You know what I mean? I'm rolling him in on the wheelchair. It's fucking snowing, and the you know the announcers doing this all. You know they're calling out all the names of the survivors from the Munich air disaster. Yeah. We late as fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. You know what I mean? Nobody knows who I am. It's just uh, you know I was just in there, um, and. Um, you know, then we took him to the um, to the football museum, um, and you know, my idea was actually I was gonna run up on the museum and be like, "Yo, why you don't have like the legend in here?" You know, type of thing, like kind of coming at them. But uh, I called the museum and I was like, "Yo, I got this legend, yada yada," and they were super nice and they invited us in and they, um, you know, put up his his jersey for a minute. So. You know, and we invited BBC Africa to come do an interview. So oh, cold. Oh, so you're connecting, you're connecting dots, like yeah. even in that aspect. And I just wanted to, like, even if it was temporary, just have his jersey up in the museum, right? Because he 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 belongs in that museum, but yeah. that museum comes from the perspective of England. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, yeah, and so that that project really led me into, and then we took him to a game and. Uh, he was, you know, mad because I didn't, you know, do better. But, um, Typical. you know, it was David Beckham's dad was in there and shit. And, like, Ted. again, I didn't know shit about football. So I'm like, what is David Beckham's dad doing in here? Like, literally, that's how little I knew about football. I'm thinking, this guy's an LA Galaxy player. Like, what's his dad doing here? <laughs> oh, okay, so you didn't know that David Beckham... <laughs> Allegedly. The, the connect, I mean, connection. at that time. Yeah, fair, just fair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like... That that's how new to the sport I was, and that's right. that's how kind of crazy that I was actually doing all this shit because I don't even fucking know nothing about David Beckham at the time. Yeah, you know. Had you heard of him though? I had heard of him, yeah, for yeah. sure. Do you um? So before, what, quick I, before you go, Chucky, uh, told a story uh, about um the woman, the game that um, the Kenyan player played in. Yeah. I, so when I when I got here, I got here a few days before he did. And I stopped in London. 
and I went into like the like British Museum into like the archives to try to find um, more information about um, you know if, if I could find some old news articles about the Munich air disaster and also about um, Kenya football and stuff like that and um, <coughs> I had saw that um, actually West Brom Albion yeah West Brom Albion they used to go and play in Kenya every year in like the 50s and 60s and the English national team came a few times and when they went they played against Joe um, mind you this is like this is like the late 50s early 60s okay so they're going to Africa crazy this, this that's is, levels of what's mm-hmm. going on you know what I mean um, so and I don't think I told you this within that game that he played um, so his his um, it was a, it was it was his local team against um, the English national team and in that game um, he had dribbled down and he shot it and it went through a hole in the right side of the net and the referee thought it was a goal because it but it actually just gone through a hole in the net okay and so he um, he went to the referee and was like nah that that wasn't a goal that actually um, you know he 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 basically like lied on the he, you know he he basically told the truth right and so and all this is written in the article um, and that that kind of goes to the testament of his character right mm. um, and so anyways when we get to the museum um, one of the guys that works at the museum you know they, they have these uh, um, volunteers that are like you know these football geeks that um, you know that they know all the histories and stuff like that so. Um, we're do, we finished the BBC interview and this guy's asking like, oh, who is he? I'm like, Kenya legend. He's like, oh, for real? He's like, what year was he playing? I'm like, he played from 19, you know, 50. He's like, oh, he's like, did he play when, you know, England went? Da, 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 da. So this guy's connecting the dots. And um, it turns out that, oh, fuck, I'm gonna forget this player's name, but it turns out one of the top players in England at the time, he's a legend, um, was playing in that game, and this guy knew his um, his wife. Mm. Um, and there's a whole kind of like CTE concussion thing going on. So this guy, this football, uh, this English football guy, had just recently died from CTE, um, and you know it was, it was a big news story out here. So, anyways, um, you know the the volunteer um, calls this guy's wife and puts Joe on the phone. With, with the guy's wife because they played in the game together. And, you know, Joe's telling her, um, yeah, I remember your husband, you know, he, um, you know, he played on this side and I, you know, I was playing on this side, he was a winger, right, yeah. And this lady's like, she just starts crying because not only did her husband just die, but, you know, she's like, yo. Is this the player here? Is he, who, uh, Jeff Astor? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Astor. Yeah. yeah. It's his Jeff wife. Yep. Yeah. And so, you gotta imagine. This is what she explained. She was like, "You gotta imagine when he came back from Kenya, the stories that he told to her was like it was like a it was magical. So for her to you know hear Joe, you know, basically like relive this moment that was such a big moment in Jeff's life of him going to Kenya, um, you know, in the nineteen fifties, uh, you know, she so she just starts bawling." Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of um, kind of, th- this is the purpose of Black Arrow. It's like, once you start diving into it, you start seeing all these connection points and all these stories and all these things that, um, you know, 
really hadn't really been unearthed. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was like with Joe, what I wanted to do and what my promise to him was like, I want to tell your story, but I want to make you relevant again right now and bringing you here to this game um, and getting everybody in Kenya excited that you're finally getting to live your dreams is, you know, how I can make you relevant. And through doing that, you know, now we get to tell the story of Kenyan football. Now we get to tell the story of Jeff Astle and yeah. all these amazing things that, you know, um, come out of it. Yeah, so. Beautiful story, man. How So how did the, can, how does Poet, how does this, happen <laughs> and and also afterwards explain like to tell like talk on how your experience was when you was i know you've talked about it here already but still yeah so that there, there's like when i look at black arrow there's like all these different when i when i was research if you look at black and soccer all you hear about is like the racism right and so when i started this platform sorry to interrupt you but you know funny enough yeah with all of the big problems that you lot have got over there, we believe that you should we should close America down for a little while. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't ever really hear about racism in football over there, which it's is not nuts. as big as a it's not as big of a problem. They have three black players. No, because you know what? No, so it, so institutionally, I'm I'm assuming <laughs> it's probably there somewhere down the line. Yeah. yeah, but in regards to like the crowd and stuff like that, it's, you know. it's like. But remember, I told you at the start about the the mixed race guys with the white mum. Yeah, yeah, that's football. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Stop that. But but do you know what the thing is though? Why I would find that even interesting is that like, really, if there are like loads of talented black players, the same way of like uh, basketball, NFL, whatever, it's like you lot are just making us the money anyway. So it would almost be within their interest to try and find or breed players that or people that could potentially be good football players no, or soccer players as you would say over there yeah I mean most of the half the US national team now is black mm. so yeah Tyler Adams McKenzie um, Timothy Weir yeah we've got a few brothers over there now, no? yeah, yeah so but so, the racism is different so in my first point was like when people say black soccer like when the media talks about it, it's always focused on racism right but when black people are talking to each other there's much more to this we're not just only talking about racism right um so when i looked at black arrow i looked at the history stuff i looked at um i look at our platform in the u.s with it not being big in the black community i look at it as like we have an opportunity to create a new soccer culture you know um and so then there's the whole kind of cultural side of it and the cool kid side of it and the fashion side of it so that's where poet fits in, you know what I mean? Which is like um, in, into this, you know, this modern um, culture of, of football, like off the field. And I'm much more interested in that. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm much, I'm much more interested in him than I am, you know, Raheem Sterling, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he can say whatever fuck he wants. Right. So he's powerful in that sense. You know what I mean? And everybody plays their, plays their role, but, um, you know, I feel like too much we're relying on our athletes to speak out like you know they got to stay on the pitch and get paid yeah and keep their keep their money going that's their that's their role our role is to be much more of the voice and um you know and drive the culture and be the leaders and that stuff and yeah, so yeah he he actually fits in and you fit in because building a bridge between the u.s and the uk from the black perspective is very important Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm out here and that's why I wanted to connect with Poet because I know 
if I connect with him, he got all of London. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? UK, <laughs> UK. <laughs> yeah. Because we get in that. But yeah. so, what was it like? You've talked on it before. Yeah. But like, from an intricate point of view, like working with them, like what was it like? It was very, very interesting to me because I don't even know if we have anything like this in the UK where it's that authentic, where not only is it a voice for a black person in America, but it's the right voice. It's the voice that feels safe. It's not a space that you go to and you, you're a bit unsure. or you Nah, bro, it's a space that you come to, you're educating, you're having loads of fun, you can speak about football. Um, that the history and the accessibility you have to like new stories. I came here telling you about Laurie Cunningham and what he was at Real Madrid. That's all due to just being in the space of Black Arrow. And I say in the space, I just went to a party, bro. But all the people you meet in and around it are all part of the space and they all have such interesting stories about football, a perspective about football and an actual genuine love for football. So seeing the way people experience it across the pond from the perspective of being black, I just found it very, very, very interesting because it's actually more similar than you would think. We went to a football match, a five-a-side game on a roof. A fight almost took place. Come on, that passionate like about that. winning, and I'm yeah. just like, rah, that's, that's good. I, that's Willie yeah. B. Lane. That's yeah, that's good. M- yeah, yeah, MPK, yeah. like, fight will take place because you, you, you have the you competitive want to spirit. Win. You want to yeah. win, and yeah. I just, I think that's important in football to have a competitive spirit, Facts. not where it spills off and it goes too mad, but you need to want to win in football, and I, and I, I went over there and I was happy to see that and feel that I want to win on top of the knowledge as well and the know-how yeah, and yeah. some decent players bro well at the same time when I look at the UK my whole thing was like there's so much tension between the fans fighting and my whole thing is like that's not really our fight right Manchester United versus Man City Arsenal versus Tottenham I know here it is but like what I wanted to do with Black Arrow for black people is be like alright like that's not our war right like we 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 should be connecting and building together um and and not you know coming at each other so when the u.s played england in the world cup you know what i wanted to do is like use that moment for the black people to be like look these we don't run these nations so they can fight for each other but we should be working together we've done too much fighting amongst each other yeah and like in the u.s they this is how they teach you to get into football culture they're like you know pick a team and then you hate everybody else like we don't promote that model we're here like we're like that here a little bit yeah i know and 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 i don't promote that oh is that are you saying that's how we are here is that what you're saying over there no that's yeah we're trying to be like y'all so okay but i'm trying to tell black people back there i'm like nah that's you don't have to do that yeah like you you can rock with whoever you want to rock with because you're not from any of these cities anyways the thing okay. is, though, that objectively, doesn't it take a, a t- tiny bit of the passion out of it? Because, like, when I went to, I went to, if if I went to a basketball black game. people, right? So that's my thing. I hear you. It's like I just care about the black people. So when Pugba and Lukaku and Rashford were all on Manchester United, that was my squad. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. It's like that's all I needed to know. And when they were gone, then they're, they're not my squad anymore. Right. Okay. But yeah. So, if, if if you're passionate about black people equally, it, it I get what you say. Like you, it is you do need because that. that's part of the fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's like elements of that rivalry. I think that was kind of the thing that I I found was a little bit weird when I went to a basketball game. Bearing in mind, I only went to one. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of it though. Um, I went to a game and I I was, it was weird how relaxed 
yeah. it was and how like people mingled with each other. <laughs> right. But then like obviously the passion comes right at the end if it's a tight game. You know what I mean? If someone scores right at the does a clutch, then it's a madness. But like sometimes that nah like in this moment, just this moment, nah, it's us against you. On in a in side, a good in a good in a productive way feels right. Yeah. On the flip side, like my story of going to my first ever football game, which was the Manchester United game that I took uh, yeah. Joe Kanange to, my experience was wow, this like this is weird to me because the opposite of what you're saying. Like, we go to sporting events to have fun. It's a celebration. I hear you. Right? Motherfuckers walk in that stadium. It was like a business. It was like a, it was like, a, like yo, we're here. You know, there's, people aren't hanging out at the bars and not tailgating. You know, it's like everybody was just there to either be mad or like very... Like, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like really they were just there to be mad. Like, like, they're, mad they're mad walking That's into the stadium. true. Like, they're, they're mad the walking into the stadium. Yeah, but you're in America, like, you're going to the game, the sun's shining, the girl... I've been to an Orlando game, bro. The girls in that one stadium have been the best-looking girls I've ever seen in my whole entire life in any football stadium. The sun's shining. Big man, have you ever been to Barnsley? Uh-uh. Oh, my Lord. There's no <laughs> reason for you to smile walking into that stadium. It's cold. You're wearing gloves. It's October. It's just... Come on, man. Like, we, we have to be angry. We have to. Yeah. But channeled, channeled anger is not too bad Channel yeah, no, in the in it's, the, in it's, the right it's good it's what makes the game different than everything else and yeah I, and i love that part of the game and and i want to tell that story too that's what i do want to tell americans about you know what i'm saying but um i also at the same time want black people to i don't want i just want us to look at it you know concurrently on, on the other side and also look at it from the other perspective mm. you know what i mean because these teams these leagues these media outlets they're making so much money off of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And they're pitting us against each other. Bro, these owners, we're fighting each other. They're business partners. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's... They the get case. money together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I hear you all coming. <laughs> they're business partners. Yeah. They walk in the room. The owners, you know, they walk in the room and they, they're making money together. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Um, that's why they're able to almost call, like, like the NFL in particular... Have been able to just call big shots where, see, like the Colin Kaepernick thing. Right. Like everyone was like, all the business owners, they all knew each other, and they're like, yeah, do you know what? Don't sign him. Right. Everyone just don't sign him. We're going to just stand right. here and just leave him. Right. Meanwhile, they're trying to get their fans all riled up to fight each other. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. That's crazy when you look at it like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Nah. And we're dumb enough to fall for it. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Keep, I'm going to keep falling. Arsenal's on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to the game. I'm going to the game. You got tickets? Yeah, I just got tickets. How do you get tickets? Yeah, go on, man. I'm deep out here, man. <laughs> 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 like my first radio, <laughs> you chat to them. Uh, by the way, I asked on Twitter, I said, we're recording a pod today. What's, what should be on the menu? And someone tweeted me and said, listen, Chucks, I know you stay clear of football, but I have a theory on a light one. Rashford is having woman problems. Last time he was sulking on the pitch, his guy left him. Rumours. He's doing it again. Remember, he's 25. Testosterone. He's put the telegraph emoji. Add 300k to the mix. So I think he's basically saying he's having the reason why Rashford is playing the way that he is at the moment is Gaz left him. But he's playing good. 
Yeah, but he's going crazy. Was, well, there you go. Well, there, yeah. Stop Rashford abuse. Is he doing good? Brother, Rashford is going crazy. Stop Rashford abuse. I'm having it. Yeah. I give abuse when man are mucking up. And when they're doing well, I say allow him. Rashford is the only thing at Man United that looks good right now. Yeah, That's the only bright spot. He's lightning. He needs to pass a little piece, but he's doing his thing. I wouldn't pass if I was him as well. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard on this podcast, crazy. you guys, when he, when he did that thing for the kids, you guys were calling him the prime minister. Is that right? I mean, I was calling him a dinner lady, but yeah. I guess the whole... You got stripes. We always give Rashford stripes. Absolutely. He, 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 he needs He deserves it. But yeah, man, listen, love for coming through though, bro. Really yeah, appreciate pleasure, it. Man. Really my appreciate pleasure. it. And as I said, if there's anything we could do to add value, let us know. Yeah. Um, hey, fuck Russell Brand, man. Just fuck him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do a creep. He's a creep. He's a bona fide creep. Go. I, I got to say that on, on the cast. Go. Why? I've been I've actually been following him because he's just really fucking smart. Yeah, so, that, that's why I follow him as well. Like I'm I'm ve- I've always been very interested in him and I've watched his YouTube stuff and I've seen him go down this he's on this you know Joe conspiracy Rogan, kind of uh, conspiracy stuff. When this shit came out to me he's had this plan all along because he uses from my perspective this is my read on the situation. Right. Is like He's been using his platform to basically create mistrust in the mainstream media. Right. For when something like this comes up, when he know he knew this shit was coming. Right. He, he's been accused of all this stuff. He left Hollywood. He planted himself out in the middle of nowhere, and he's been just sitting there. He hasn't been. He's been very intentional to not try to connect it to anything mainstream. He's just been on here, and the last like year and a half, two years of his podcast, all he does is try to sow, you know, seeds of doubt in in the media and these conspiracies and things like that. And then of course when he gets accused, that's the first thing he That's the, that's the thing that he reverts back to. In well, his defense he, he was though, planning that. In his defense though, like if you watch because I used to watch his stuff when he was at MTV. Mm-hmm. I've and I've used I was gonna sign to an agency that he was in and one of them said to me like one time he's come to an agency, come to the meeting to sign to this massive agency and he goes, Look, you lot, I'd love to have this talk but as a march I really need to be a part of. So yeah. in terms of like being a rebellious act to some of the things that yeah. the government was he's doing, been on that. he's been on it from early, yeah. from early. So it's a, it's a tricky one with that purely because it's, it's in all of the stuff that he says about the establishment, he could actually be very well be right. Yeah. yeah. But also on the flip side of it, if that is your history, then even though you are unveiling elements of what's happening right now, which is a part of history too, for how we've even got here, yeah. I could easily see how the establishment would say, oh, we're having a look at our history, are we? And how we got here. All right, let's have a look at how you got here then. And the <laughs> truth is like- you know, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And if someone calls him a creep, it's not like you can't go, no, he's not. Right. Because go, he's- Because even if he doesn't do that stuff, he's still a creep. Yeah. Or was a creep or whatever it was. Because you look at elements of his behaviour and you can say his behaviour sometimes has just been a bit nuts. But then, remember, as because my argument has always been there's so much for and against. It's like, taking that away, with this happening and the allegations coming out, and remember the allegations we don't really know, it's like all of these stances have been made from a business aspect what is the what actually is the right thing to do based upon an allegation? Yeah, my, well, so the first thing is like, are they going to actually arrest him and try to try him? 
are these women that came out and made these allegations? Because my thing is, if if you're going to make that allegation, then go down to the courthouse, get him arrested, take him to court, and have it have it play out. You know what I'm saying? Because if if you're not going to do that and you're just going to take the payout, then you know, then then and that's that's your thing. You know what I'm saying? But the my, thing my is, thing that- is like he's he's clearly a little bit creepy, and so from Aaron Dolores, I'm not going to put my reputation on the line to try to defend him. No, right, I hear Because you. he's just collateral damage. I There's so many other causes, yeah. just causes of people that literally, you know, you got motherfuckers that went to jail for 50 years didn't didn't do it, right? There's so many other, you know, causes that you could put your name, you know, for and say, we need to stand up for this. I'm not going to stand up for this dude. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what the thing is, though? The, I think, and I hope this is a little bit clear, it's not even... The argument that I was bringing up, or the conversation I'm bringing up, is not not so much him. It's the protocol. The because remember, yeah, because remember this or the protocol, lack of protocol or the lack of protocol. Yeah. Because remember, this could happen to anyone. Yeah. Really, true or false. So, uh, could we universally agree on a protocol or a lack of protocol that should happen? Yeah. Do you know what I mean on an allegation? Can 100%. we? Which I think is diff- which I think is a difficult yeah. conversation to have. But sometimes you can't have that conversation without some people being emotional. Rightly so. I can understand why it would trigger people in being emotional. But sometimes being emotional isn't always where you get the best solution. solution. Yeah. Well, but I, sometimes I, I, being I look em- at it like this though, especially when it comes to these cancel culture, like you know, white people getting canceled because they said racist shit or. Um, you know these these type of allegations like we're coming from a history where people were getting away with this shit for right. two thousand years. <laughs> so w- at the modern time that we're at right now, like yeah, some people are gonna have to go down because it's gonna be messy in order to try to clean up all the dirt that was getting done to women in the last two three hundred years mm. for, forever, right? So I look at it. It's the same thing for you know. Um, for black people trying to, you know, fight back for, you know, trying to stop these racists and try, like, yeah, some motherfuckers are gonna, they might have said something and it was hard. Some people are gonna have to go down. There's gonna be collateral damage when we're trying to, you know, right the wrongs of the past. You know what I'm saying? And there's women for years that have been getting raped, abused, and, Fuck. and you know, and that was the culture. That was the look. You can go back and watch the TV in 1980s and they're making. You know, jokes, right? Jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Big she was facts. bad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, isn't it? Isn't it a fine line though? Because you're right. There's going to be collateral damage, but that collateral damage could be you. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be us though, bro. Like, never know. Nah. You see, right now, someone could say something. Someone could. Yeah. Nah. You just never know. The way that's why is- I'm asked. That's why I'm asking the question about the protocol. Yeah, not so much him. This is the base of it, and obviously it's a big talking point, yeah. But if we're digging deeper, if we're gonna dig beneath the surface, what's the right? What's the right thing to do? So here's how I always look at it too. Like, I I like to think about when people talk about cancel culture. I just like to think about what house are these white people sitting in? <laughs> Did they come and take Russell Brand's house? No. Like, okay, they they demonetized your YouTube. Like, they could take that could that could take his house though. If they take him to court and things get proven, and then essentially that he you know 
he he deserves whatever he gets through the courts. But he's fine, bro. He's okay. He's <laughs> he's still in a very beautiful house. He has his wife. He has but even his if kids. he. But the thing is, even if he goes court and he, this is why you can't win. Because even if he goes court and he busts his case, the reality is the stat shows that more often than not, men beat cases. Yeah, it's very hard to prove, especially yeah. when you have money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the right thing to do? Poet, have you got howlers? Come on, fam. <laughs> Russell Brand has. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, some of the howlers this week, I sent them all over to you, EA Sports, right? So you can put them all on screen. Um, life is funny. Life is really, really funny. The first one I'm going to put up is um, someone came to me the other day on the street and said to me, Poe, you're always talking about cheating. And I'm like, yeah, because there's so many layers to it. There's so many different directions you can go in. I find the motive for cheating is always different. I find cheating very, very interesting. And then I saw a man that came back from the army. He has his missus. He has his child. And we've all heard this story of the man that goes away and goes to war and the missus at him, smashing the neighbour. I mean, the neighbour's in close proximity, I understand. And maybe you might forgive the neighbour. But I'm going to play a one-minute video. Sometimes they're too long. This one's just a minute. I want to know, would you forgive this? Because I hear all... Everyone always says, oh, you motherfucker. How about you, father? My wife is cheating on me. Well, I've been away serving my country, protecting... Just to give it some context, everything he's saying right now from this video, his missus has a blindfold and headphones on and they're not Beats by Dre. This is bad. Oh! So she doesn't even hear what he's, he's saying, saying to the camera, but the child does. I feel this is child abuse, but it's white people. Okay. If he's cheating on me. <laughs> well, I've been away serving my country, protecting and providing for my family. She's been sleeping with another man in my home, in my bed. Who's the man? So the surprise today, is I'm getting a divorce and I'm taking my son with me. It was my stepfather. My stepfather is the father of that child. Close America for eight months. Aaron, you can come and chill up here a little while. Close it. So yeah, is it too much? No, not even close. Stolen land, that's what you say, right? Stolen land, bro. Take the blindfold off. You can get a lawyer. We gotta fight this out in court, okay? If this is what you want. Yeah, we'll fight it out in court and everything you did. I did it because of how you are. Look at you. John was there for us. You were not. He took care of him. He took care of me. It's his grandfather. Are you crazy? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? His grandfather? My father? You left us. You never cared. Your father in the video too, man. Crazy. That is crazy. I don't know, but I've never seen this problem in any other country other than (laughs) America. Anyway, why else should we close America? I knew Aaron was coming. I said, let's have a let's close America for eight months special. Um, There is a man. Do you know what? I'm just going to play the clip. I, I just don't even need to talk when it comes to these things. Sorry, actually, maybe I should just say what's on the screen. I want to play a video. Uh, yeah. The writing on the screen says, my daughter was a victim and an on- of an online predator. She's 11, he's a grown man. He manipulated her into sending pictures of herself. This was the police response at midnight we called at six. So they're six hours late. And can I note that the police are not racist anymore? This was a white family. <laughs> <laughs> so what, wait, and at this point, there's a young girl in the yard. There's an 11 year old girl who's sending pictures Allegedly. as she's being manipulated by a grown man. They phoned the police. The police have arrived 
Am I not playing the video? Yeah, play the video. I shall. The police were six hours late. Oh, you know what? I haven't been sprite since I was like a kid. Good that you say that. That's the police just chatting. Irrelevant combo. That's a little girl, sorry. Oh, no, I do. Do you ever say that sprite challenge? They drink the bottle sprite challenge for both. So they're knocking at midnight for one. Alright. Alright, yeah, she's in bed now. It's just the house now, you're asleep. Well, it's still happening though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, um, the whole point, I just wanted you guys to come over and talk to her. And I just want her to realize what this was. I mean, Reality is not much she has to probably do about it, is it? I mean, she could probably get charged with child porn. Who she can? Mm-hmm. She's 11 years old. She's creating it, right? She's 11 years old. She can get charged. No, she's not. She's being manipulated by a grown ass adult on the is internet. Is she taking pictures now? You guys have a nice seat. Okay. Thank you for coming. Are you serious? Have a nice seat. So let me get this straight. This Hang is about. Because what, what other country does this happen in? Wait, explain this. I'll explain this. There's a man at home with his missus and his child has sent pictures to a grown ass man. The, the girl is 11 years old. Clearly she's been manipulated by a grown ass man. If you take a look at the case we are talking about earlier, Russell Brand of a 16 year old girl, manipulation, there's a problem. Now we've got an 11 year old girl. So in England, we make a little documentary. Russell Brand's probably done. In this country, you phone the police, they're six hours late. First of all, don't knock on my door at 12 o'clock midnight. Don't, phone me. Delivery you even have to message me. Don't knock on my door at 12 o'clock midnight. Secondly, I come to the door after you're six hours late to tell you that my child has been manipulated by a grown man online. And your response to me is that we can charge the 11 year old with creating content of- Outrageous. What? No, outrageous. Outrageous, it was on the net. It wasn't outside, it was inside. This stinks. Close America for eight months, two days. Aaron, why? You also have to point out the entitlement of the father that wanted the police to come lecture his daughter, though. That's not the police's job, bro. He wanted the police to come there to chat to his daughter about sending the... He's like, oh, she's in bed now. I wanted you to come talk to her. So he's calling the police because he wants the police to come scare her into, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, my God. That's a that's a Close it for nine months. Close it for the time of a pregnancy. You're right. Nine months. You know, the pregnancy for an elephant, 10 months. This is disgusting. But it doesn't stop there. And Aaron, I want you to come and stay here because you don't even need to be involved in this. But <laughs> I watched a tweet from DJ Vlad and this is the howler. I want to know, does Vlad have the howler or he does had, Nicki like, Minaj? Yeah, he's a howler anyway. But this point he's making here about characteristics, I'm going to read it out. I would like to get you lots of opinion. Nicki Minaj's husband is on house arrest for threatening offset. Right after that, she previews a song on IG saying she got killers who will pull up and do what she say. This was the same Nikki who threatened to send her husband to Academic's house for her comments about her, for his comments, sorry. This is the same Nikki who told Meek Mill to have his crew beat up Quentin Miller, who now has a prosthetic leg, I feel, uh, which then happened. Have you ever heard of a woman scream, my man will fuck you up over something she started herself? That's Nikki. <laughs> if you want to see how these stories end, check out my interview with Travis Rudolph. I followed that case. After an argument with his girlfriend, she sent her brother and three other guys to shoot up his house. One of them ended up dead. To Another bits. one got shot. Travis was charged with murder, which he luckily beat in trial due to self-defense. To all the men out there, I don't care how fat her ass is or how good the sex is, avoid women like Nikki who use men as crash dummies like the plague. I said what I said. You actually typed it, DJ Vlad, but yeah. 
I, I hate that I said what I said at the end. I hate that. He's a grown man. Yeah, like, yeah don't 100%. do that. I love this. Like, Nicki but, is a real one. This is what, like, this is why you should love Nicki Minaj. Like, you want rappers to <laughs> actually do shit like this. That's what. You no, want like, what? We need more. We need Close more. America yeah. and put Aaron in there as well. <laughs> yo, yo she's, she's the fucking best. She's the best female rapper right now. Like, she kills everybody. Like I don't listen to her. But that doesn't this that she doesn't has more bars than everybody and she's and she's really from the streets. No, I hear all of that I'm stuff. I'm happy about that. <laughs> I, like this. I like this. I want more I, I don't I don't condone the violence part, but I want more artists to be real motherfuckers. Like I hear you, but I'm this is my problem. Go on. Quentin Miller. Meek Mill versus Quentin Miller. That stinks. Yeah. That's like me versus Tiny Boost. It just doesn't make any sense. This is one way traffic. There's no need. For Meek Mill to beat up Quinton Miller, where right now he's out here walking around like a pirate. And, I would feel, and you right. know what, on top of that, I would feel sorry for Tiny Boost. So anyway, continue. I would say Tiny Boost, allow <laughs> me, man. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but, but John is uh, yeah. trying to do right here. He's like trying to air out a bunch of he said, she said bullshit to... But to even the Offset situation, I don't know if you lot are familiar with the Offset situation, but Nicki Minaj's husband and his friends went to a part of New York that Offset apparently lived in and said, we're outside. My brother, you're not like a 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 plus going on the net, doing this, saying we're outside with two other of your guys. I'm not suggesting that you can't beat him up. But for me, in England, yeah. I have to be honest with you, Aaron. It stinks. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Vlad it is right. It stinks. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because often... Yes you do find that there can be sections of women out there that because, what it is, yeah, they have someone around them who is like certified on the streets and whatever, yeah. which is good to have sometimes because sometimes you need that, you I know what I mean? You. And women do need that sometimes because you don't want a man violating Russell whatever. Brand. You understand? Exactly. I, I, I take him out of the equation. Yeah. But I think sometimes what happens is, is when you have the person who has the strap or can move a certain way. Sometimes people abuse that. And if you are creating stuff yourself, if you're creating these problems or you have certain beefs with people or whatever, yeah, you have to understand that when you are sending people out to go and do X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. something really bad yeah. could really happen. And in this case, I followed this case, this Travis case, yeah. Did you talked speak about it God. I talked about it. Yeah, okay, it's um, crazy. In this case, it's a bit different because she went for, she called her brother. But she's had a situation with her boyfriend. She's got highly emotional. She's mashed up Travis's yard. Did she, by the way, bearing in mind at this point, like this woman had already, she was already married to somebody else. But okay, there's nuances in that anyway. Apparently they were breaking up or whatever. She's checking Travis. She's upset that he's checking another woman. She's blown this thing up to the point where she's now gone to her brother and said, you know what? Cause she knows her brother's a rude boy. She's like, you know what? Go down there and go and handle that. But what ended up happening was what did she say he well? went down there. She said he got she um he, he, um Travis laid hands on her. As yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. So she yeah she tried to say that he slammed her on the ground or whatever. So what happened? He went down there, and what do you think happened? Travis came out with the big four five. Yeah, the big four five. Right. He came out of AR. What? Yeah, he came out and let off. Well, how many did he let off? Like 49. Yeah, something mad. Yeah, licked down a whole thing. But it could happen. Is, okay, listen, this is this is some sexist bullshit. Because 39. this is why this, 39 shots. This is some sexist bullshit right here. Because 
this is why you like Tupac because they would run up on beat up motherfuckers. This is why you like. No, nah, no, nah, that's not why I like Tupac. No, this is no, no, you like Jay Z and his because th- th- no, no, all, all the men no. bro like this too, bro. No, like, that's like, not why I like why them. You like Meek Mill. No, I don't even like. Wait, how are you telling me how what I like and why I like them? Men get glorified for this. When it's a woman, we're supposed to hate on it. No, no I would no. say, bro. I'm not if, mad at in this, this no, no, forget this. Yeah, bring this into the same studio and ask me the same question with men, and I will tell you exactly the same. If you, if you are a, a you, if you're a good you, you're a guy, you're a good you, yeah, really in your heart, you're not really about that, but you got a bad boy brother, and you go out into the street and you take this because you know your bad, your 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 brother's a bad boy, and you go and you start carrying on with the foolishness, and then you go because of that now you know you can send for your brother. If your brother then gets licked down, do you know what I'm going to tell you? Good. good, right? Yeah, good. No, and I didn't because even... you're you're stepping out on road with this mentality of well, my brother can defend it for me. Right. It's like I hear that, but you call for that when you genuinely feel. There's, like there's no a big, other solution. Yes. I hear you. But if you're doing it just because your brother's a bad boy and your brother then gets licked down or his friends get licked down, then you just have to just deal with what you deal with. And I would say that for any rapper, for any guy, yep. any girl, any mum, any dad, any father, any dog, any cat. Yeah, and I didn't mean you. I'm saying society in general, we glorify, like, who's the hood? Who's the hood British rapper that everybody loves because you know the stories from when he ran down on somebody back in fucking... Piccadilly in 1998. Can right? I just, I got like, a rebuttal. None of them were Quentin Miller. Is he here? We don't like, maybe the Young Bucks do, it's a certain Young Buck. In fact, I would say the country bumpkins are the ones that actually glorify all of that. Us that come from a certain place don't really look at shit like that too much. You see like Giggs is a person that everyone knows for being a street don or whatnot. But do you know why people respect him? People respect him because he was trying to break away from elements of that to do music and the whole system tried to shut him down and he prevailed. Right. So that's why we hold gigs up to the highest degree. But we also understand that no one can be naive to the fact that they come from a certain place in a certain environment. But I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't hold him to the highest standard if I just found out that he was like bullying people or doing yeah, bullying tactics like and that. that. Like, is not on a we don't really, team. we don't respect that. Country bumpkins do though. Yeah. People that live in Scunthorpe and Grey's End and all that type stuff, they love, they love all of that because it's a movie to them. But this is their real life. Yeah, I mean, I, and I mean society in general. It's like we, we want to watch Top Boy. We root for the bad guys. Oh yeah, I mean, I, know, I love, I'll be honest with you, I love some smoke in a film. Scorcher, <laughs> bring him back, man. I hear you. Hey, have you seen, you watch Gangs of London, you'll see a whole hey, that, load of- That show is, that show. Crazy. Right. That see is crazy. That shit is crazy. Wait, no. did you watch first season or second season? Or both? I haven't watched the second season yet. I'm going to start. First season thing. is violence to a whole <laughs> nother level. And it starts. Everybody. It kicks off, yes. man, get kicked off top when of the you. Nigerians had the motherfucking- uh, Yes. Ice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit was <laughs> Crazy. I'm like, this is on television. Do you know what, Aaron? You know what? I never saw police, you know? Can I just say, I never saw police in Gangs of London. But hear what I'm saying. Do you know what? To be honest with you, see that? I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. One thing I wanted to say, because I just watched the new Top Boy season. The dude that wrote that is an Irish white dude. Yeah. And And he killed off his people. Here's my one problem with the show. My only problem with the show. I love the show, but my only problem with it. And and how I know that a white dude wrote it, because (laughs) they only wanted to show black pain. 
There's no black joy. Where's the scenes? I just want to see the sh scenes where the niggas are chilling, having fun, doing their thing, being happy. Like black people, like we're, we're not just always mad, stressed, doing dirt, fighting, you know, shooting each other. I want to see a scene in every fucking episode of black people just fucking out at the club, hanging out, celebrating, you know, doing our thing. Like, but didn't suddenly there's no black joy in it at the same time. And I feel like it's it's hard to really get behind those the the characters and care for them because you're not really getting to experience like the the joy and the like the human side of them. You know what I'm saying? Like Sully, the only time I ever felt like any sympathy for Sully was when I see him walking his daughter to school. But barring that, right. was it, and, did, and I reckon he I'm sure he lipped up one woman in the cat in the thing in the, on the lake. Remember he had that look, that was last season. Well yeah. this season yeah, we were to no, no one. No, like no. even the girl in the house tried to text him like Yo, stay in. Yeah, we can't do that. And next time he's texting it on a matting. So, do you know what? I hear you and I'm sticking to it. I just want to see the joy. But he did kill off his own people very early. If he's Irish, his brothers lasted an episode and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true. And I even thought they got killed off too quickly. Yeah, they did. Brother, I, I was that. like, this is too quick for They never really kind of like made that story tie together at the end with the No, nah, the story, the, it was a bit of a mess towards the end, to be honest with you. Sorry, I just got distracted but, um, with the text. Saying, yeah, I, I have to. I've got to fly. Well, well I'm getting the new iPhone. I've got a text about it, so. Oh, is it, yeah? Yes, titanium. Feels Strongly. right. Strongly. get that right now. What, like, what, like, a uh, little promo thing, boom, pod, step Mind up. your business. Um, Come on, my G. All right, <laughs> 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 love for coming through, yeah? I Five appreciate it, brother. One, yeah? Love. All right.